Welcome to Detox Friday. If you don't know who we are, that's why we're here. My name is JB Bolvedin, founder, CEO of Tillery Media. I'm sitting here with the crew. What up? We're here. We about have to detoxify. Yeah, yeah, about to about to get it all out. And, and we have a special guest today. Well, well, first, you guys should introduce yourselves because I think last episode we didn't even do that. Did we? Oh, okay. No, I don't, I don't care. But go ahead. Um, you go first. Q, uh, director of operations, Tillery Media. What up? And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. And I'm, I'm Rafe, uh, director of digital media. And yeah, so that's that's, that's all you need to know about me. <laughs> and I'm Amber, the executive assistant at Tillery Media. Ooh. So happy to be here. Executive. Yes. <laughs> so so, so we, we, cre we created this podcast specifically to just talk about how we feel about things, not to create any conflict, but the reality is that what really sells in this world is authenticity. And we help a lot of influencers, business people, and personalities blow up their brand and make compelling content through that. So we figured we wanted to have a show where we can just be authentic, talk about opinions we have. This is not designed to create conflict or to create any type of controversy. It's just designed where you can go somewhere and listen to people and know that they're being real and know that we have respect and love for you, even if you hate us. But if you hate us too much, we might hate you back. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. So, hate us. so well, with that being said, I want to actually talk about uh, the biggest epidemic in world history. I want to talk about the biggest issue that's... Don't say the C word. TikTok? No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I want to I talk about something so big that most people have been blind to that don't realize the dangers of it that we've all experienced, and that's really the thing that's also destroying society. Mm. Um, you got me. KFC. No, not, not KFC. It's not TikTok. Not TikTok. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is saving the world right now. So, Andrew, thank you for your contribution <laughs> to humanity. I've, I've never seen him. Like, no, I'm just kidding. I don't even know who that I'm is. I'm half kidding, actually. I like Andrew, but he's, uh, he, he can be a little controversial. I don't agree with everything, but the man knows how to sell himself. I'll say that. True. So, no, the, the real thing that's out there right now that's destroying a lot of people is suppression. And what I want to talk about is the narcissist. The person that goes into someone's life and destroys it from within. The person who mm. appears to be your friend was actually your biggest enemy. Keyword, toxic. Toxic people. Toxic. These dangerous people that are in everyone's life. About 20% of the people on this planet can fall into this category. And that 20% suppresses the other 80%. It's a pretty dangerous world that we're living in. And I want to talk about it. But Amber, let me ask you, have you ever had a toxic friend? Uh, toxic friends, toxic boyfriends, you know, toxic even employers. Uh, no, I'm kidding. What the <laughs> <heck>? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm oh. kidding, I'm kidding. Just cut, <laughs> cut real quick, cut. No, just... <laughs> oh, shit. No, but yeah, I've dealt, I've dealt with my fair share of toxic people in my life. Amber's not on the show <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> just like... Rest Please. in peace. Gosh. Toxic everything, huh? Yeah, no, that was, <laughs> so, that was funny. No, no, that's fine. It's fine. No, we'll, we'll see me after this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like th this, this toxicity, a lot of us call something toxic, but it's weird because we'll, we'll actually tolerate toxic people, but we won't tolerate toxic water. We wouldn't tolerate toxic food. We, wouldn't, we don't tolerate a lot of toxins, but we do tolerate those toxic people. So I'm sure we all have some stories 
and we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But for those of you out there that know someone that you're close with that you might feel is not your friend or not good for you, we're going to actually go over all the traits that they have mm. and how to spot them because this is the number one epidemic on the planet. Nothing happens by accident. Here's what I mean by that. And Q, you can chime into this too. Okay. So you can think about this. But when someone falls down a staircase, a stairwell, even if no one pushed them, there's been something that's been taking up their attention and affecting them to the point where they became reckless and hurt themselves. Wherever there's an accident, wherever there's a problem, wherever there's an illness, you can spot someone who's toxic that's connected to them. And we're going to talk about that in detail. So the best way to be safe is to make sure these people aren't around you. But we're seeing this a lot. We're seeing a lot of failure in companies, a lot of failures in relationships. It all stems from that. But a lot of people don't really know how to spot them because we think that- Or even just people like failing in life that are like, you know, they, they, they can't reach their goals. They feel like they can never reach their dreams. Like there's always some toxic uh, person in their midst. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people think the toxic person is that drama person that yells at them and, and, and degrades them. And they, yeah, that's part of it. But there's also other ones that are much more dangerous than that one. Right. You know, so we can talk about that. So Rafe, do you have an example of someone that you had close to you that was a, a, a friend of yours that or a girlfriend? And it was to I mean... Toxic, no. Been a lot of assholes in my life, sure. But I wouldn't necessarily say they were like sneaky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I'm, but that could be for two reasons. One, I'm either oblivious to it, so the sneakiness, like you know, went over my head. Or two, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm very straightforward people. So it's like, bro, like if you're gonna stab me, just stab me in the fucking front. I've dealt with people that have given me the California nose and disappeared and shit like that. You know, whatever. And I've also dealt with people that are just straight wait, up ass. California no. The yeah. California no is like, is <laughs> like essentially wait, like California. ghosting. When you like oh. so in California in the music industry, so um if you don't know me, a good part of my life, uh, I was in the music industry. And so what we used to do was like you'd send an email to someone that you met at a party or networking event in LA. And they would, at the event, be like, oh, my God, yeah, let's work together. Shoot me an email, blah, 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 blah. And I'm from New York. So I'm like, all right, motherfucker, you said you want to work. Like, let's work. So I'd write them the next day, and then you'd hear nothing. Right. And that's the California no. That's because <laughs> people from California, and I will go on record, California, are too pussy to fucking give you a no. Yeah. Whereas... Everybody else in the world seems to be a fucking straight shooter enough to be like, yeah, no, you know what? It's not going to work. The, I don't mind having someone send me an email like, I'm going to pass on this right, right now. Right, okay, yeah. that's fine. Cool. You know what? That's cool. You pass on it now. I know I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to get you to not pass it in the future, but that's fine. But at least give somebody an answer. California, they don't do that shit. They play now, games. Now, do we want to label the entire state of California yes. or the county of Los Angeles? No. Nope. Well, hold on. I'm from California. California. I don't do that with people. No, but you're. Um, but you, but are you from California? I am from California. You were born in California. Yes, I was born in California, Pasadena. Yeah, but but did you grow up there, or did you more so you grew up in Detroit? I grew up in California for six years. No, I never grew up in Detroit. I, I thought your family was there. My family is from. My okay. parents are from Detroit. They were born in Detroit. But then, didn't you spend a lot of your like growing up and your your like formative years like I guess in Saudi Arabia? I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I lived in Italy. Lived in England. But so you're you're not. But so but, you're not a Californian like but that. I am a Californian. Um, it will say that on my birth certificate. It will also. I lived there, so I was a California resident for 15 years. Okay. So that's a long time to be in California. 
Sure. And that was in my early 20s. So, But I know what you're talking about. There is truth. But we can't generalize all of them. But in New York... I will. <laughs> I will notice... I, I noticed that in New York City, you get more... I have had more people flake on me in New York than I had in California. Now, the difference is, in California, I feel like you'll have people that will smile in your face. And you'll get this. This is common in, in, in L.A. Oh, hi. How are you? Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Fucking, who the fuck that was really good. You should actually do that to okay. the camera because that was so yeah. good and scary. So I'm not doing that. that I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that little that creepy. Scary. That, that's, that's what they do. It, that we can label as a California smile, okay? But not everyone, once again, is like that. Um, but when I came to New York City, specifically in the city, um, there is more flakes than I've ever experienced. And it, yeah, and Long Island's like that too, though. Yeah. Like Long Island yeah. has a lot of, I mean, they should call it Long Island no too. What yeah. a lot of people do is like when they have something that they don't want to confront, they just hope it goes away. And this is why, by the way, suppressive people and narcissists are so successful at doing damage because people don't actually have the courage to say, yo, I'm done with you. We're not gonna. We're not gonna work together. We're not gonna be. be, be I'm not. I want to be affiliated with you. Don't come around anymore. Don't lose my number. People don't do that. I get what you're saying about California. Los Angeles is where that really is bred a lot too. Big time. I don't know if you go to like San Diego or Orange County or other places. It might be a little bit different. But yeah, I know Los maybe. Angeles is is there's there's no more of a, a fake place on and maybe in the planet, but especially the United States than LA. Absolutely. Uh, now, do they have nice hills and stuff and like really cool houses and is there cool stuff to go to? Is the weather good and there's some nice beaches? Hell sure. yeah. Hell yeah. But you would think that people that live there are generally happier. And it's one of the weirdest places because most places where the climate's really good, the people tend to be really happy. Right. And in LA, when you look at anywhere else in the world that has the type of climate, they tend to be more warm, more inviting, more friendly. And in LA, it's not like that. That's because no one is from LA. Well, the reason why I feel like it's like that is because there's Hollywood, there's yeah. the, there's a music industry, and um, and unfortunately we're talking about toxic people, ooh, the toxic ones, and uh, the, the the people that get attacked the most, I feel like, from toxic people, I feel like are artists. Absolutely. And you know that's the problem is there's a lot of artists that migrate from other states and reside in California or L.A. to get their you know spot and fame. And I feel like that's a problem is that they get eventually attacked, you know, by the chupacabras, the trolls, yeah. the, trolls the vampires. <laughs> so here's the thing. So we're going to we're going to we're going to discuss a little bit more. But I want I want to talk a little bit about how to spot them, because the one that gets in your face, the one that's an asshole. They have to go too, but they're not nearly as dangerous as the ones we're talking about. How do you spot them? I want to yeah. go around the room and yeah. How would you spot? Now, can we let's get a definition first of what a toxic person is. So, what's your guys' definition? Amber, we'll start with you. What's your definition of a toxic person? Definition of a toxic person: um, definitely, definitely manipulative, um, a narcissist. Uh, you definitely can't trust this person. They'll definitely be nice in your face. So, I would say a little bit of two-facedness in there. Um, but overall, yeah, like a person that you wouldn't trust or that, you know, is being a little not not forward up front with who they are. Mm -hmm. And behind the scenes, like you'll get to know like that real person. Yeah, that's yeah. actually good. That's yeah, a good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. 
I feel like a true, genuine, toxic person, you'll never get to know them behind the scenes. No. They'll show their face eventually. They'll show their agenda, but you'll yeah. never know their face. I actually, I had really, uh, unfortunately, I had some uh, close exposure to someone toxic not too long ago, and I actually confronted that person and said, Is it, how does it feel to walk around and know that not one single person knows everything about you? There's not one single source of one single person that can that you can trust to tell everything about yourself. And you know what that person said? Mm. You're right. Like shocked looking. And it's because the only way they can live is through lies. And here's why a buyer comes from. So, well, Rafe, I'm sorry. I didn't get a chance to ask you. Do you want to add anything to that no, definition? No, I, I, I'm like not the best person to ask about this. Imagine by the time we're done, Rafe's like, fuck. I know the toxic person. We got you. No, I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just, it's like a vampire to me. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like someone who just like they, they see how hard you're working and they're like, let me see if I can make you work a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rafe, just so you guys, everyone here is a really good person. Um, so that's why I like having this conversation. And that's also why you guys are the most vulnerable to it. Because mm. toxic people only go towards people that have confidence, influence, affluence, and happiness. Because they don't have it, that's what they need to go for to survive off of it. Now, here's the way it's first going to work. When you first run into a toxic person... Well, sorry, just on that part. It's not only that they don't have it, it's the fact that... Because you can get a toxic person who is like rich and has Absolutely. everything. You're right. But the reason why they don't want you to have it is because if you get powerful or rich or successful enough, happy even, you could do something about them fucking over a lot of people. You could suppress them too. And that's what they're scared of. Yeah. They're scared that you will actually become aware enough and powerful enough where you can do something about it. The elites, yeah. they don't want you to know. If you think about it, there's 80% of us. He started off by saying a percentage. There's 80% that are normal people and there's 20% of them that are like cuckoo. Those are the toxic ones. Yeah. And so imagine if 80% ganged up on 20. That would be... It's done, over. You know? Yeah. And the, and the way you do control by that, because the, the way they look at it, they look at everything as an enemy that needs to be suppressed. So let's change the word from toxic to narcissist, okay? Narcissist, one is if you actually meet someone you believe they're a narcissist, if you talk to them any longer than four seconds, you're putting yourself in danger. Just like you wouldn't want to be around an axe murder. Here's what I mean by that. We can all agree that Hitler was a dangerous guy, right? Yeah. But we look at Hitler and we go, oh, that guy was psychotic or he's a narcissist or he's a whatever. Okay, cool. The only thing is you meet someone else and you're thinking, well, they can't be dangerous like Hitler. Why would you say that? They just don't have the same power. They don't have authority to run a whole government, have a military behind them, police behind them, all the money in the world and do things by force. They just don't have those powers, but they have that mentality. Right. What I'm trying to say is that just because someone's like, well, he's not a mass murderer, it's because he doesn't have the capacity to be. What they would do with that power is very different. You guys know people right now. Think of someone. Don't you guys know people right now that if you gave them full access of the U.S. government's power, militarily, economically, that they wouldn't do some pretty fucked up things? Pelosi. Oh, 100%. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, <laughs> we can get there a little bit later. But we were just too new yet. We'll wait a little bit longer. Let's see after 2024. <laughs> so, no, but what I'm saying is, is that here's the way it works. First thing a narcissist does when they, when they meet with you is they actually build an incredible relationship with you. You feel understood. They admire you a lot. One of the, the strongest commodity in the world is admiration. When someone flows admiration towards you, it's very hard not to like them back. They, flow, they, they do something called love bombing. Mm -hmm. They're literally like, they compliment you a lot. They make you feel like you're incredible. 
whether it's through compliments, whether it's through help, they'll offer help on things, they'll have your back. You'll be like, wow, this is incredible. And that's phase one. Phase one of the infiltration is love bombing, creating tons of admiration, tons of connection, being there for them. And then also in the admiration process, they talk about how you understand them mm-hmm. and no one else does. And how they really just think you're incredible. You're so smart. You're so amazing. You're so beautiful. You're so this. You're so that. And before you know it, you're like, whoa, this is awesome. Because let's be real. Who doesn't like that? Right. You don't have to have an ego. Who would be offended if someone's like, wow, you're an incredible person. I love what you're doing. I think you're going to do amazing things. You really understand me. I feel amazing around you. Who's going to be like, well, fuck that person. Right? So that's perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, see, Rafa, get out of my face with that. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. There are people that so, actually I've had people like that in the past where they like you like complimented on something and they're like, okay, thanks. Like they they, they get yeah. weirded out. They're like, yeah, I don't know how yeah, to take yeah. a compliment. I'm, I'm not good at it. I, I go, I go, I, I always deflect to the team. I always go, it's a team effort. Well, it's all team. Well, I mean, look, a, nar- a narcissist. That's a nice shirt, Rafe. It's team effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, a narcissist is an expert at this though. So they're gonna be able. They, they, what they do is they look for buttons on people. And when I say a button is they're going to look for certain things of things that you want, right? So if you want to feel very beautiful or handsome or, or, or sexy, they're going to give you that flow. If you want to feel very intelligent and powerful, they're going to give you that flow. If you, want, if you feel like you need companionship, they're going to give you – they're looking for what opening is there, and they're going to take it. So that's phase one. Then they're going to build a very strong relationship with you. First way they're going to build relationship is by creating a trust factor. And the best way to get trust is to give trust. So they're going to start opening up to you about their life first. When they start to do that, you're going to help them. Because actually, if you have a friend and they start telling you about troubles in their life, what are you going to do? Offer advice, right? Mm-hmm. Then once you offer advice, what happens? They go, oh, my God, that's so incredible. Thank you so much. And now you're like, whoa, this feels really good. They confided in me and they're winning. Next step is they're going to want to learn a lot about you, even if you don't tell them. So they're gonna try and figure out like, who's your friends? Who do you hang out with? What do you do? And they're gonna wanna get into those circles. A narcissist will never wanna be solely around you. They'll wanna figure out what that circle is and then they're gonna work on the next part, which is once they've gotten into your circle with your credibility, that's the most important thing. Because you can't enter another person's circle without like access from someone. Like, yo, this person's cool. Gotta be invited. Yeah, they gotta be invited. So they, yeah. They come in on invitation. This sound familiar so far? Amber seems like she's really relating to this. She gets. Yeah, I don't know if it's the AC or, or I'm getting chilled. It's not the there's AC. Certain, there's certain. There's a lot of people that are fitting this whole like. Yeah, it's not the AC. Here, it's like, the JB the that's doing that. <laughs> so Amber's so, gonna be like, no new friends, no, no. Literally, I'm gonna. Drake wasn't kidding, folks. No. <laughs> so, so now what they do is they get into that circle and they start becoming really good friends with your circle. When you start to confide in them. They're going to look for things that maybe you, you don't have friends anymore that you used to have. Maybe it'll come up in conversation. I don't talk to that person anymore. This and that went down. You'll see that they may add that person on social media or get closer with that person. Not only do they want to know everyone you're cool with, they want to know everyone you're not cool with. Here's why they're doing this. It's a, it's a form of emotional extortion. Because when someone can get into your circles, what they'll do is when they start to show who the fuck they are, They'll also have a button on a nuclear code to blow up all your relationships. Mm-hmm. We'll have to succumb, back up, or retreat. Or not even that. What will also happen is it won't be so black and white. 
a lot of times yes. toxic people operate in the grays. Very much so. More so than black and white. Black and white, as a matter of fact, is more of a non-toxic trait, in my opinion, because black and white is like, we're boys and we get in an argument, and I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to knock you out. like, Or, you know what, I'm going to tell your mom you have a stash of porn under your bed, you know, or something, <laughs> you know, like, and you're like, no, you're not, you know, and... You went to high school with that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... You better not. I'll tell your mom you smoked weed last week. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, they'll hit that, you know, nuclear bomb button yeah. because they're pissed. But I feel like a toxic person will infiltrate exactly right. how you described, and then they'll slowly start implanting little freaking, like, problems here and there around you, mm -hmm. and they'll pinprick you every once in a while with little comments, you know, to make you feel kind of like, what the fuck was that, you know? That was a weird comment. And then after a while... You don't know where it's coming from. You just feel like suddenly all your friends and family are like, you not, know, they're not talking to you. You're getting arguments. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're doing that intentionally because when they're hanging out with you, what they'll do is they'll go out and hang out with your other friend later and they'll say things Ooh. about you that may not be true. Or if it's true, it's highly exaggerated. Like, for example, if. I want to go into some of those topics, like, yeah, because that's such a that's such yeah, a, right, yeah. This is about to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Unravel. Yeah, no, it is. So we're gonna talk about those topics. Yeah. But I'll give you an example. So let's say someone's hanging out with their narcissistic friend, mm -hmm. and they're like, "So what about John?" I'd be like, "John's really good. He's got a lot of potential, but I wish he would just take more initiative." Mm. When he or she goes and hangs out with John, they're gonna be like, "Yo, you know what JB said about you? He said you're fucking lazy. You don't do anything. You don't have any like hope." You're a hopeless case. You're actually kind of pathetic and blah, 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 blah. And now it's like, what, what, what happened? And then John gets pissed. Right. Not you, John. Oh, right, John's because, not even here. They, they'll, not they'll, not they'll our John. Yeah, they'll <laughs> twist the truth. Exactly. They'll so twist the truth. It's a perversion of the truth because what they'll do is they need to find data that's accurate. So when they go to the other person to talk about you, it seems actually authentic. Right. So they can't just be like, yo, JB said you're a scumbag. Like, fuck, he wouldn't say that. Right. But if JB were to say, man, that person has a lot of potential. He needs to take more initiative because they're working below it. If John heard that, he wouldn't be offended. But when that person goes and says, yeah, JB says you're working under your potential, and that's because you're lazy, you're this, you're that. Because he used that first part that he knows JB would say that, right. now everything is real. Right. So now John goes, oh, man. So if John knows something about JB, John's going to tell this person because mm -hmm. he's pissed now. By the way, um, it's okay. Like, if someone knows something about you, that's fine. Because, for honestly, there's nothing to know. Like, it's 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 all good. Like, if you have clean hands, doesn't matter. If someone wants to lie, and, and side note, when you're listening to this, don't worry about. We'll get to the part about be afraid of the ears, not the mouth. Well, also one thing, you know, but, not, while we're going deep into this, because this could like rattle some people's cages, is one thing is to also keep in mind the other side, the flip side, the the bright side, not the dark side. But the flip side is is that. There are people that don't twist the truth. There is. It's some people that don't. And there, and there are people that do have your back. There are people that will safeguard and protect your reputation and respect you. And those are the people that you want around you. And sometimes you don't want to get triggered and get them confused with the dark side. Absolutely. You know, because, that's why I think it's important yeah. to always tell people what it is. Like, I mean, I, you guys already know, like someone says something, I go, and the, like, right. here's my first thought right, right. off the bat. <laughs> but like, the, um, you know, if you you shouldn't be afraid to say something in front of somebody that they're going to hear. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you're going to say something, say something to say it to their face, too. Don't right. just be like, you know, that, that, that's... Right. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah. So, like, if you got something to say, say it. Because you know what? Communication's key, too. Exactly. Like, and that'll protect yourself because you won't have the ability to have those kind of people around you if you already nip it in the bud from the beginning and you're like, hey, everyone, here's how I feel. You right. might not like that, but this is that. And so right. uh, it's better for you to hear it from me than hear it from right. anybody else. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a very you know? good point because I feel like, you know, toxic or narcissistic or chupacabra people, I feel like they don't have that liberty to communicate well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times their fear is bottled up Big time. inside. And so what they do is they do these little behind-the-door things, these little behind-the-back, jab, 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 step, step, step. And and that's the problem. And then you don't see it, and you, you suddenly feel uncomfortable all around you. But when you can communicate directly, yes, that is yeah. the most healthy way. Well, yeah. But you have it face value. That's why I moved from L.A. and came to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also the thing is, is that you got to remember, they're going to inject a lot of confusion and uncertainty into you. Right. Because they're always going to be your friend having mm -hmm. your back. They're always going to talk about how, how much they care about you and everything they do is to protect you. And you'll never have full evidence. Like, you'll never have something black and white. You'll have these hunches, weird feelings. Like, every time this person comes around, I feel like shit. Yeah. And I really don't feel like I trust this person. But if I go to confront them with, with what data? Right. And then how are they going to react? They're not going to be like, damn, you got me. I'm trying to actually destroy you. They're going to be like, they're going to go, what are you talking about? And they are normally you okay? have something on you that, where they can dangle the carrot. You yeah. know, like, like I had a friend once upon a time, he was really wealthy. So he would always dangle the carrot with me with a good time. But he was toxic because I don't know what. And every time I hung out with this mofo, I would get in so much trouble and I'd hate him. And once I almost choked him out and he like made me like lose my shit. Cause, but how he would get me to hang out with him is he would dangle the carrot. He'd be like, hey, man, you know, I just got this crazy car and da da da. I want to take you out on a ride. Let's go check it out. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd forget about it. Or he'd be like, hey, dude, I want to treat you to dinner. You know what I mean? Type of thing. You'd dangle a carrot. And, yeah. and if I would decline him, he would find out how to get me back. You know what I mean? In the circle. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is entrapment, you know? It is. They, and they'll dangle, they'll dangle a carrot like that. And also what they're doing is, and they're very good at this. This is the, one of the best strategies. Since they infiltrate your circle and they start to create chaos with you and your group, you start to realize, you start to think that the only real friend you have is that one. Right, mm. right. Because everyone else is fighting with them all the time. No one's talking to them now. No one's really actually confronting them because that person is going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth mm. and creating so much of a disconnect. You start to feel alone and you start to believe that the only real friend you have is actually the one that's toxic. Right. And that's something that a lot of people don't take into consideration. And that's where it gets super dangerous because when you start to trust them more and when you start to actually buy into all the lies that they fed, you actually start to not like those people. Right. And when you actually start to not like those people that you never had a problem with, you actually do start to say things about them in right. frustration right. Right. that that person then goes and relays as truth. Yeah. You know, so, it, it's funny because it, the, after talking about all this, I remembered a situation that had happened to a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And what sucked was this person was so good at what they were trying to do that the people who cared and were trying to be nice and trying to reach out and trying to say like, Hey, red flag. My buddy didn't want to believe. Right. Mm -hmm. He was like, ah, like no, like, right. you know, and we'd be like, dude, listen, this girl's no good. Right. Like, you know, right. she's reaching out to people. 
we see it. We're telling you about it. No, no, no. Right. And it's like, you know. Yeah, literally, it's you like, try to you try to like almost be the nice guy and be helpful, right. and yeah, they've done such a good fucking job at doing what they're doing that they're like, no, you're just right. you're jealous. No, yeah. you, I don't believe that, and it's right. like, yes. And the reason why I feel like it's important that we have this discussion on this podcast is because without knowing, I know one thing: you're the adverse effect of what you don't know. Mm. So if you don't know how to spot toxic people and how to deal with them, then you literally get bitten and you can literally become poisoned yeah. and become nebulous or become blind to what other people are seeing from an outside perspective. Because from an outside perspective, like family members or friends or close friends could see as clear as day, like, yo, that person's toxic as hell for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Stop being friends. But that person's like... Literally on the treadmill with the with the with the carrot dangling in front of them, and they don't see it. You know? Yeah, and that carrot can be a lot of different things. It can be like what you said. Right. It could also be companionship. It could feel like they're the only real person that gets you. Meanwhile, they're manipulating you. Right. It could be blackmail. Yeah. You know, it could be like, man, I I I told this person a lot about me, and if I'm not friends with them, they're gonna fucking tell everybody. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they told everyone a long time ago. Right. So so the, the the CIA has a thing. They say, how do you get three people to keep a secret? Kill one of them. Kill two of them. Oh, okay. If you yeah. kill two of them, you can get three people to keep a secret. Right. Um, so the thing is, is that I'm not, by the way, this is not me saying pop someone that you told a secret <laughs> to. <laughs> what this is saying is, is that there's no such thing as a secret. And here's why. Everyone has someone that they really trust. And that someone has someone that they really trust. So when you tell someone, don't tell anyone this, they won't tell anyone except one to two people. I've only done that in my life where I kept someone's secret. Exactly, where you didn't tell anyone, one, right? Only one. One time in his whole life. One time in my whole life. Because so, there's always either my mom or maybe I would tell my brother. Right. Or my girlfriend at the time. It was like, oh, that's not that big of a deal secret. And, and see, folks, that's honest. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, I don't tell anyone. You're a fucking liar. And you know right. it. At least he's honest and admits right. it that there are one to three people that he'll tell. And everyone here is like that. To be honest, I have a lot of people's secrets. But what I do when someone tells me, don't tell anybody this, immediately, I'll forget I, it. I tell myself, hear what they're saying, and then forget it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Delete. <laughs> and literally, like, that's what I do. Yeah. And so if the person even, like, tells me, like, yo, remember such and such, it'll take me a little while. Because I'll literally set up these own little yeah. trap doors of myself <laughs> where I threw that down the chute. I'm like, yeah. all right, because I'm not going to live walking around knowing what they're about to tell me. <laughs> I, I, I've done that, too, where yeah. you got to forget it on purpose, where just because you don't even want it to be a thought. Right. right. Obviously, the confidentiality in a professional relationship is different, but that's right. business related. Yeah, not something right, that's right. like that's not something that, like, yeah, yeah. you know, keeps you going. But if you're telling people stuff that you don't want other people to know, other people are going to definitely know. There's no way, if you really think that the majority of people you'll tell won't tell anyone, they're going to tell someone. They're going to tell, they might tell a lot of people, they might tell, if you tell a narcissist, they will tell everyone. Mm -hmm. Literally, when I say everyone, everyone. Now, why do they do that? Because they're, they know that there's going to be a breaking point. They know that there's going to be a time where you two will not be friends anymore. A narcissist never starts a relationship thinking that this is going to go on for the next 10, 15 years. They look to rape and pillage all the resources and energy you have, and then when you're basically dead or almost dead, they move on to another one because they need to leech off of them. Just like, just like a parasite. Parasite kills the host. So because of that, what they do is they go around and they start talking about you because... 
by the time you're like, yo, you're fucked up. I don't want to talk to you anymore. They've already implanted so much about you to other people that if you were to go and say, yo, don't trust that person there, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, you're just reacting because you're this. They want to get there first. They want to drop their news first because they're already planning for the war. By the time you realize that that's what their plan was, they've already infiltrated and for months or years they've been doing it. I want to go just a little level deeper on that point that you just made because it's a great point. I feel like the reason why these people are that way are because they're constantly doing stuff that is so fucked up behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. That if anyone were to really know the extent that they sit up at night thinking about, and trust me, I've been there myself when I was a little kid and the first dude that like beat me up on the playground, I literally went home for like two weeks and tried to figure out how I can fuck him up. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm like, you know, but I feel like that's a little different that, you know, that was just me like trying to learn as a little kid how to be stronger. But a person who's an adult, a person who has, should know better that's going around and causing all this toxic trouble around a business or a relationship or friends or family, um, that person is legitimately sitting up at night thinking about all the fucked up shit and mechanics that they're doing. So they can't reveal any of that stuff. That's their biggest secret. No, they're very paranoid about it. That's their hugest secret. They're very paranoid about it. And at the end of the day, the next person that's in their midst, if they come off to be a very well-aware person, a very well-to-be person, that person is dangerous to them because immediately they start going, shit, does that person know about me? Mm. Mm-hmm. So then that's when that person's the next target. Mm. And then they try to infiltrate that person's area, that space, befriend them. Oh, I like your stuff. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And then they start planting the seeds around them. And they get to work. They get to work. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And like I said, it's, I know this is going to be a, you know, I don't want I don't want us to only be the one only to all, doing all the talking, but I just really want to bring it up because I'm in the co- obviously for for those who know who I am I'm We're in the like coaching consulting <laughs> business, so I deal with this on a regular basis and a lot of the clients that are failing in life are connected to these fucking yep. people. Yep. We find them, we spot them, right. you know, and and also like I've fallen I don't want to say victim because there's some things I shouldn't have allowed, but I've 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 gotten I've this has happened to me. It's happened to all, you know, almost everyone I know. And the reality is, is that we're talking about what they do in a, in a couple of minutes. We're talking about exactly what you can do to stop these people. But they're literally terrorists. You know, like they're, 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 they're really messed up. And they only work like this. And here's the best part, though. They're not just doing it to you. The ones that they're using against you, they're doing it to them, too. Right. They don't have one real friend. All of their friends are fake. Now, here's some things to look out for. So here's a red alert. Anyone that uh, has no friends, I used to feel bad for those people because I used to think like in school, if someone just moved to the area, they don't have any friends, they'd be like, oh, let's talk to this person. Now, as a grown ass man, if I meet someone, they don't have any friends, get the fuck away from me. Because if you don't have any friends as an adult, there's a reason for that. Or if you start switching friend groups, like if you notice time, like yeah. they have like every year a new set that's of friends right. or every few months, yep. right, that's right. a big red flag. Yep, new set of friends, dangerous. Also, if someone gets to a certain age and they get older, uh, like, uh, this is going to sound pretty like fucked up, but it's just the truth. Anyone that starts reaching their mid thirties and is really good looking, especially on the, the female side that cannot get a man, it's toxic as hell. It's toxic as hell. I'm sorry. Like, it's toxic as hell. I thought, and if you think I'm talking to you, it's because I am, you know, so like, there's no, there's no, like I'm talking to you. So 
Toxic as hell. Garbage. Uh, Shiza. Now, on that point, I feel like... Dumpster fire. You know, right, <laughs> there's, there's, in my opinion, I feel like the, the real people that you also need to pay attention to, it, it really isn't a litmus test, I feel like, by friends. Because you can also find that really toxic person that's always in the mix. Mm -hmm. They're always staying busy. They're always being camouflaged by being amongst lots of people. And they can't live by themselves because they'll go berserk. They always need a victim. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of hard to assess unless you're going to look at the whole history and sit down with someone and be like, so when's the last time you were hanging out with your friends, you know, or, you know, um, because in that scenario, I would fall in that category because at the same time, I've, I've moved to a lot of different. No, places. no, hold on. Hold on. Here's why I said. No, I'm not people, thinking that yeah, you're yeah. saying that to me. I'm just saying for a person like me, like if I just moved here, people are like, so where are you? You just moved from L.A.? Oh, okay. No, that's different because you know? you're, you're, you're new in town. Well, yeah, I know. Like if you've but been, then, in, if you've been you in town. LA? I was in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, okay. And where before that? I was in England. Oh. <laughs> like, Let me tell you something. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So, anyways, um, I want to I want to get into I want to get in some like nitty gritty stuff about like friends. Like, like I feel like Amber, <laughs> you have Amber has all yeah, Amber stories. Like she has fables. Yeah. Like, look at that. Amber's like, <laughs> Amber's like, I wish uh, things could grow longer. She's playing <laughs> emotional. She's, she's playing emotional poker. People I got out of my life. Yeah, she's like, she's like, oh man, do I have to, do I have to, you know, spit so shame on here? Oh Lord. Yeah. All right. I so don't. let's talk about. I want to talk about, like, those friends, those those quote unquote friends that have infiltrated your life, that have been toxic, and from your experience, they don't have to be someone that's currently in your life. We don't want, you know, things to get too toxic, you know, <laughs> but someone in the past that has infiltrated your life and has done something within that as a story or example, if you have any to, oh, that come to I mind. I definitely at the have. Um, mm. I'm glad to say that I don't have or I've detoxed my life Good. of these types of people. Um, Round of applause. Thank you. Doing so much better. <laughs> But, um, yeah, um, I used to be best friends, actually, with one of them. Um, I will John? say maybe <laughs> I almost detoxed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I used to be best friends. And, you know, maybe it's wrong for me to say this or so because I'm a female myself. But I think females are one of the most toxic um, people Ooh. or toxic gender. Yeah. Um, just because of what I've seen behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I used to be best friends with this one girl who she was just one of those girls that would be your best friend, but then also sleep with your boyfriend. Ooh. So it was just like, Ooh. and then as a best Dude. friend. Wait, did she have long nails? Yeah, she used to hold have on. long nails. Does she have Indian <laughs> dream? <laughs> did, wait, wait, hold on. Did, did she have an Indian dream catcher on her uh, rear, <laughs> uh, rear probably, mirror? Yeah. She actually has yes. a tattoo of I'm it. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. In her car, did she have a thing that wraps around the steering wheel, like the little fuzzy thing around the steering wheel or no? Uh, no, she didn't have that. Didn't what, about, what about a bumper sticker that says Salt Life? <laughs> Oh she did. She probably did. Oh my she god! So did. she did. Did, okay. did she have a license plate like bedazzled? Yeah. <laughs> no, she okay. didn't. Okay. All right. But so no, legitimately, <laughs> I believe that girls like check your nails because I feel like 
the longer the nails. <laughs> oh, Amber's nails are long. More no, toxic. No, no, they're not long. Those are not long. <laughs> they're like deep. Those are pretty. Like... Those are like her natural nails they're could like... grow that long potentially. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about the ones that if your natural nails grew that long, that would be disgusting. Oh, like like goblin butter? fang nails? Yeah. 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 Like those fake nails that have like like nose rings hanging out of them and they're <laughs> bedazzles and stuff like i feel like those are some serious like if you go to the dmv and the chicks got nails like that go to another line if you can because like yeah. or another counter because she's gonna screw yourself. when they like to hear when, <laughs> they, when they like to hear their nails too that's yeah. like yeah that's like literally like sharpening a blade mm. like so yeah, yeah that's possible their nails get long because no. they're reptilian <laughs> like michelle obama yeah. <laughs> they are reptilians. they're reptilian <laughs> smell sulfur <laughs> their body language they yeah. literally they want their fangs. They want their talents. So, so going about this friend, and yeah, just just before anyone gets offended, there really is a correlation with all the things I mentioned, and we could talk about that in another podcast. <laughs> we have time. Like, don't get upset. Like, there's just think about all the friends you have with the fuzzy steering wheel, Indian Dreamcatcher, Salt Life uh, bumper sticker, and combine those things, tricked out little diamond license plate frames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put all those things together, you'll start to find certain groups that that that, that flock together. Yeah. I'm Definitely. sorry. And there's there's a few exceptions. So some of you may have that, and it's not you. And I'm not talking to you. But I feel like right now there's a lot of people listening to this going, I know exactly who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> tag a friend. Tag a friend. So <laughs> now, so your your friend slept with your boyfriend at the time? Um, no, she didn't sleep with my boyfriend at the time. She slept with another one of our friends. But she befriended this girl so much, became her best friend. Even I, I want to say, went to hang out with her and her boyfriend, like, Oof. like legit. Became mm. best friends with this girl. And then, you know, it's as her best friend, you got to kind of like sit there and be like, hey, like, you know, if you're doing it to this girl, it makes you think you wouldn't do that to me. Right. So, exactly. you know, you start catching on. Even we would catch this girl on video doing something that she wouldn't, she wasn't supposed to be doing, hooking up with other people. And she literally would dead, like, look us in the face and be like, no, like, I didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. Caught this girl on video. Wow. Still oh. didn't, like, denied mm. it to the fullest so she was just a pathological liar yeah, yeah. basically and it was just it came down to just that like you just saw like evidence after evidence and you know it's tough when you like care so much about somebody even if they're toxic it's hard to like let go because right. it's kind of just like you know you want to hold on to the person that they think you think they are yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, well said yeah that's true yeah that's so well what said. happened with uh the the girl's boyfriend did did they stay together or did she break up uh no, they're actually still together. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. I knew they're it. Still yeah. together. They yeah. had a baby. Oh, everything. That's awesome. happy. That's awesome. He's, so, like, half yep. that's a, that's <laughs> He's half wrong. That's not even the toxic. I mean, it's a He's half wrong. I do agree with Rafe on this. You know, yeah. like I do put blame on the boyfriend too. Of course, it sure. takes two. He's like, I was victim. She was a vampire. <laughs> she was raping me. <laughs> I swear. She Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. She was raping me. You know, like that's a. You know what I think it is? Uh, I don't know them, so I can't talk about it too much, but she actually holds as much responsibility as he does. And I'm not giving him a pass at all. Right. But if you let a snake into the house, someone's going to get bit, and there's going to be venom. Right. And there was indicators that should have indicated to her she's bad news. No pass for the guy on this. He's just as responsible. But if he went and found someone, if she didn't place that person right in front of them, like, you got to be careful with that, too. Like, I don't know why. Like, I'll give you an example. Trust is important, but just because you trust someone doesn't mean you should expose them to danger. Mm -hmm. Like, Rafe trains in martial arts and jujitsu. 
I trust them to defend themselves. That doesn't mean I'm going to put them in a room with gangbangers that can stomp them out. You know what I mean? Right. Even if you could take them. Because that's ridiculous. Why would I just put them in danger for no reason? do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things they do. I don't I mean, think they fight anymore. Yeah, but, no, but what I'm saying is... They is gangbang that, you. <laughs> I mean, I mean... <laughs> Get on the bed, boy! I don't mean that type of gangbang, bro. <laughs> I should, I, <laughs> you get one in a jujitsu move, they all gang bang you. <laughs> he's tapping. Oh he's, he's, let him go. He's tapping. Uh, oh my god. There's, 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 a meme, there's a meme out. There's a meme out there uh, where it's like this dude is like choking, and they're like, "Oh my god, um, you know, is there a doctor? This man is choking." And the guy goes, "Did he tap?" <laughs> it was like uh, <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god. So, Ray, by the way, is the king of dad jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> dad joke central. I don't know. I'm I'm still like stuck on this whole thing. I they're wrong. If I was that girl, I would have put I would have roofied the both of them and then when they caught them in the act, I wanna put gasoline all over the bed. Yeah. He's watching you too much. I would have taped them there and I just would have like when they I would have waited for them to wake up. When they woke up and they're like, Oh, what's going on? I'd be like, Caught you bitches. And I would <laughs> hit the zippo and and that would have been it. Jesus Christ, oh, I, I edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no cheating. No cheating. No cheating. <laughs> Double oh, kill. Oh, <laughs> no, but I mean, really, like, in all seriousness, it's fucked up. Like, I would have been like, nah, I'm not having it, any of that shit. It, Fuck you both. It, 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 it is. But uh, I'm happy think, on the bright side. Yeah. You know, as an optimist, I like that. She wanted to break them off. Yeah. yeah. She wanted person. to destroy that. She didn't win. She, yeah. Yeah, she hates, way. by the way, people hate love. Those type of people hate love and relationships. And they don't use sex the way we would use sex. So right. normally a normal person, when they have sex with someone, they have a genuine romantic feeling for them. They love them. They have some type of love for them. Right. And they have sex. This is a tool for them. Sex is just another tool in their book. They can use it to seduce. Sedu seduction is a real thing. Mm -hmm. They seduce people. They create actions, and they want to create chaos out of it. They don't want a relationship. They don't even enjoy it. They enjoy the pain that sex causes for people. That's why they can't have monogamous relationships, and they keep getting into these weird love triangles and circles because they need to interbulate with their, with their, with their sex. So it's just another tool for them. Friendship is, friendliness is, sex is. So they don't look at sex and go, oh, wow, I'm very attracted. They look at sex and go... There's a big payoff here if this, if this gets done the right way. So it's, it's the hardest part is that if you're not a narcissist, it's very difficult to believe that someone else who's in front of you could think like that. Yeah. It's really difficult to think like you hear sometimes you hear about a crime or something happens. You're like, yo, how could someone even do that? Yeah, it's playing you know? logic to illogic. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what makes it dangerous. I'm glad that they're together. And if you guys are watching this, congratulations on your new baby and, and good for you for not letting someone disrupt you guys. Learn from your mistakes. And it's not the mistakes you make that define you, but what you do afterwards. So yeah. kudos to you guys on that. Rafe doesn't forgive you, but no. that's okay. <laughs> you Listen, girl. Rafe, Rafe doesn't. Rafe. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't know if I trust that person. Keep your eye on them. I don't, where did that data come from, too? Like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, was there any research done on that? Or is well, that like a, yeah, I don't... You know, it's uh, my Italian grandmother would say something like that, so it's true. It's That's canon. true. That's, it's no, canon. It's true. If if the old Italian ladies say, "Once a cheater, always a cheater," then you gotta believe they fucking know. Well, the, the only reason why I say that is someone that I looked up to a lot growing up was was Grant Cardone, and Grant talked about before his wife Elena, he got around a lot, and he did cheat a lot, 
and he didn't have a great life and he demanded better from himself. He brought out the best version of himself and then found the ideal woman for himself and he never cheated on Elena. And I, it's, it's just crazy because he's built so much. He has a beautiful family. He's helped a lot of people, me being one of them. And imagine if like Elena met him and goes like, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like if, if she didn't give him a chance or if they couldn't build a relationship, who knows what would be going on now? Because really who you're married to or who you build that life with has a lot to do with your character and what you can accomplish. So kudos to them and thank you to them for 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 doing what they've done and, and I'm really happy for them. Yeah, but what the I'm saying is children. Yeah, the once always is, is kind of, you know, just like people say, like once an addict, always an addict. I, I know a bunch of people that did drugs that never did drugs ever again and are true are you know against it. Really against it. So it's don't get me wrong, I'm not criticizing you, Rafe. I just feel like that saying came out of somewhere, but no one actually went and validated it and said, Yeah, this is why. There are like also keep in mind there's two types of people. This is going to get a little controversial. If somebody comes up to you and says, yo, I, like a, a, I kissed someone else. I had sex with someone else. I did whatever with someone else. I'm very sorry. It's done. It's gone. I'll do whatever needs to be done to regain your trust and forgiveness and do whatever it takes to get that done. You really have to think about if you should keep that person because that person stopped on their own without you having to discover it ended it, came forward with it, and is willing to do everything to regain your trust, no matter how much time that takes, and become a better person. True. And the reason why people do bad things and keep doing it and don't tell people, because they want to stop. I don't know, I, I know very few people that are doing things that they don't want to do and that they don't want to stop. People that commit crimes want to not commit crimes anymore, most of them. Right. People that are cheating don't really want to cheat. But the problem is, is that they actually come forward and say, hey, I did this, and I'll stop. I did stop, and I'm going to make it right, too. I'm going to make up for the damage. And when I, feel, I feel like what he's trying to say here is a very important point because I feel like what you're saying, I agree with, is um, just to elaborate more on that. It's not that they just don't want to because someone will be like, yeah, they did. You know, then why they keep doing it? But what he's trying to say is, is that they don't feel good about it. No, they don't feel good about it. And it's not they, something they're proud of. They feel guilty. They feel fucked up, but then they justify it again, and they do it again. For the yeah, exactly. Bad. They do it again. They justify yeah, they it again. again. This, uh, to me, it's not a matter of right or wrong. You guys haven't had Italian grandmothers, and it shows. That's all. That's, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, look, it comes back to the generalizing people. I love to do it. So does, uh, so does 90% of America. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, you know. I'm not saying you can't be saved, right? You know, right. you yeah. can be. But I just, me personally, I would if I knew something about a person, I'd want to give them as many chances as possible because I believe in in their heart. Everybody does mean well. However, I would I don't know that I would like 100% trust the person. They would have to like really. They would have to like, really earn it again. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'd have to like look at that person and be like. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch you because I don't know. But yeah. Well, I think I think that's very fair. Yeah. You know, like someone also here's another problem. Like a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Like if you violate someone's trust, you come forward and you do the right things to stop it. You should also expect that you have to work now to re-earn that trust. And that's that should be something that people should accept too. I think a lot of people what they do is they get caught. They didn't come forward. They weren't trying to stop it. And then once they get caught. They deny the hell out of it. It's very difficult to continue with that person. Right. So I'm not. It's this is not a black and white thing. It's gonna. It's really a case by case. But essentially, 
there are some instances where you have to just evaluate and decide what's right or wrong because it really comes down to really what the situation is, what that person did. Is it acceptable? It's never acceptable. Also, do you have any responsibility in it? Like, I'll give you an example. You know, so I've, I've been with my wife since 17 years old. So you're telling me from when we're teenagers to 32, almost 33 years old, there's never been an instance where somebody tried to approach my wife to build a relationship or rapport? Impossible, right? We're talking about from fucking high school to today. When we were younger, when someone would approach with that, I would be like, you know what? I trust her. I do trust her. But because I don't trust him, I would confront it. So I have some responsibility in it. If I'm letting them, oh, we're just going to get lunch. Oh, we're just going to the park. Oh, we're just going to the gym together. He's going to train me. Get the fuck out of here. Right? <laughs> and that's not going to happen. And I never even let it come close to that. If I knew someone was approaching, then I would literally shoot it down. Right. And I'm not saying that if you don't do that, you deserve it. You don't deserve it. But what I'm saying is, is that we protect our property all the time. And I'm, oh, no, your women are not your property. I know. But what I'm saying is, is that what I'm saying is, is that you have a fucking ring camera. If someone walks on your lawn, you're like, who the fuck is this? And if they sit there long enough, you're gonna come out and be like, yo, who are you? Get off of here, right? True or false? Yeah. If someone's next to your car, they don't even gotta touch you. You'd be like, yo, excuse me, can I help you? So if someone comes next to your partner, and I'm not talking about be jealous, like if someone's like, hey, excuse me, you know what time it is? What do you mean what time? Time for you to fuck off? No, <laughs> no, not like that. But I'm saying you're seeing someone clearly approach right. something that's yours. You need to actually get involved and do it in a trustworthy way because what will happen is is that you're able to actually establish real ethics in your relationships. So it's good to trust and you should trust. And obviously, like we live in the world where half are men, half are women. We're in business. So I'm thankfully my wife is the least jealous person on the planet. Mm. Really. What's your move when you when you go to the person approach them what's your move because i have a move like a move like this like what's your move like you're gonna like for me so if I, I see I, someone approaching in, in that situation like you talk like i'll go right up and introduce myself yeah well I and i'll be like nice to meet you i want to shake your hand <laughs> i want to shake your hand <laughs> no but like that's what yeah. i do and i just like i put my hand out there i shake it and i go just want you to know who I am. Very nice to well, meet you. I'm actually very lucky because I actually, the, I've had to stop doing defense around age 22. Mm. So it's been a solid 11 years where that doesn't even need to happen. But um, when it would happen, I would generally go and introduce myself too. And then what I would do is I would find out more about him and I'd figure out why they're talking to each other, but in a nice way. So, oh, so how do you know each other? Oh, we went to high school together. Oh, that's awesome. For how long? Like, what you would you like the fall of high school? Yeah, oh, that's really cool. So, like, uh, what are you doing here? Like, oh, well, I'm here with my friends. This and that. Cool. You're here with your girlfriend? No, no, no. I'm single. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, it was really nice meeting you. Appreciate it. But I don't even think I had to do that in my twenties. That was more of a teenage thing. Yeah. So, thankfully, like the good news is, is that there is really a way, and it's true. Women can prevent men from coming up to them without being a jerk there is a flow you put out there there really is a flow that you can put out there when you're working with people and you work together and you're only talking about work you're concentrated on work you can have banter but you never allow a certain topics or energy to come your way people actually don't even do it my wife worked in male like she worked in the car industry for years and that's very male dominated and not one time did anyone attempt to do anything and if they said something weird uh, which does happen in the industry. She 
really just shuts it down. She doesn't even acknowledge that that just even happened. It's almost like they don't even exist anymore where they feel very awkward about it. She doesn't even look offended. If they say something that's inappropriate and they're looking for a reaction, she just grants it no beingness at all. Right. And right. it just makes it like, it makes them feel very awkward for even saying that in front of her. Like, oh, like, okay. Right. And they, they actually have respect for her, so they don't want to lose her respect, and they realize she'll feel disrespected if they cross a line. Or even it doesn't even, like, I feel like it doesn't even have to go to that extent. Like, sometimes in a work environment or something where there's a female and there's a male, like, he could be talking to her, but I feel like... I feel like if someone's going to a relationship, their litmus test should be whether they're going in. If they feel like they have a sane screw, head screwed on their shoulders, they need to go into that relationship knowing that that person has a really good head screwed on exactly. their shoulders. Mm. Yeah. And I put that out there whenever I'm dating someone. I'm like, listen, I consider myself to be a badass. I consider you to be a badass. What I mean by that is that you can rely on me and I can rely on you. And I don't have to tell you what to do. And you don't have to tell me what to do. We just know that we're going to get each other's backs on our own volition. Because at the end of the day, let's say, um, you know, if someone were to hit on my girlfriend, I know for a fact that she would not be rude to them. But the moment that it crossed the line where he's like, so um, you want to go on that date tonight? She'd be like, excuse me? She'd be like, uh, no, sorry, I'm in a relationship. But she's like, but thank you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's that's cool. That's normal. Um, just a little backstory. I got cheated on a lot. My first relationship was a big, like, what the hell? Damn. Like, my first relationship in high school, I didn't even, I, I was so innocent. Check this out. I didn't even know. I thought that I was so innocent when I had my first girlfriend that I thought kissing her because I was a boy, and I, I grew up with boys and girls, like, like my family, like we're, we're five kids, there's three boys and two girls. So there's more boys than girls. So boys I always consider to be dirty and girls clean, you know? Boys, we go outside and we freaking get dirty and whatever, we get scraped up. And girls, they're very careful for the most part and all that stuff, and they're clean. So when I was dating this first girl, I thought I would impurify her if I kissed her. So I refrained from kissing her intentionally because I thought I worshipped this girl. I was like, if I kiss her, I'm going to make her disgusting. You know what I mean? With my saliva. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, my saliva is gross, you know? So I didn't kiss her. So this girl was always dying to kiss me. And I'm like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> I was 15 years old, right? And then... I was 14, turning 15. And then I had the biggest crush on her. She looked like Jennifer Love Hewitt from I Know What You Did Last Summer. And oh. I thought, literally, this girl looked exactly like her. I had the biggest crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. This girl looked exactly like Jennifer Love Hewitt. So I was obsessed. I was like, yes, I found my Jennifer Love Hewitt. So finally, one day, one day, I'm actually sitting down with her cousin. And her cousin looks at me. And she's like, all oh, messed up in her head. And I'm like, what's up with you? And she was like, there's something I got to tell you. But I feel like I can't tell you. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I can't tell you. And I'm like, but you just told me there's something you feel like you need to tell me. Anyways, long story short, I pulled it out of her. It took me two weeks to pull it out of her. She finally confesses and tells me, your girlfriend's cheating on you. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what does that mean? Like, She might have been toxic, though, how? this other girl. No, 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 no. Because then we confronted my girlfriend on it. Mm. She admitted it. Um, and when she Don't you talk it, about her like that? Yeah, <laughs> no, she admitted it. She came, she came clean, but the way she admitted it was messed up because um, apparently, so I'm 14 turning 15. She was not just cheating on me with some other guy, like emotionally or whatever. 
keep in mind where I am at. I'm I'm at the stage where I haven't even lost my kissing virginity, really. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she ended up cheating on him by way of sodomy. Mm. For Ouch. those who don't know what that means, that means like in the booty hole. Door, in the booty hole. Wow. Um, so yeah, so that blew my mind because I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? How? And then she had to break it down to me, and then I was like, she went into detail. It's pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, why is it always full circle? How do we always get so, this? Song, the pooper. So, 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 this is what I'm coming to in terms of my conclusion. I've been cheated on a lot. What I've surmised it up to is if I'm in a relationship and someone is doing something sneaky, yeah, I will give them a hundred percent my trust until they prove me wrong. And at that point, when they prove me wrong, they've actually lost, not me. You know what I mean? Like, it's their loss. They fucked up. They actually did something that messed it up, and now they don't have me at 100%. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, all right, we're over. And I'll give them maybe 80% after that, and they'll allow them to rebuild it up. But if they cheat on me, it'll just keep going it's down until I'm just like, all right, you're at zero. I, I want to hear how Amber deals with someone approaching her mans, though. Like, Ooh, what do you do? She takes a blade out. You see another... <laughs> like, how do, what do women Nunchuckers. say to other women, like, when they see a woman approaching <laughs> their mans? Um, you know, it's it, it's funny, because I'm not the one to, like, really, like, approach. Like, I'm more of, like, I'll wait, and I'll, like, watch. To see so you run surveillance? Yeah, you, like, I got recon. my man to, like, know what to do. I shouldn't right. have to interfere, because at that point... I don't want to let another female know that I'm somewhat insecure or like she's got something right. over me. Like that right. seems like a weakness to me. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I can't show weakness. I'm more of like, all right, I'm going to watch and see what you do and like, you know, let you handle it. If I see she's now laughing and she's, you know, mm. giggling a little She too might much, send up a drone. Then it's like, mm. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> then, you know, I might send like, you know, like a few people over there and be like, yo, check that out real quick, you know, whatever the case may be. But unless like, it's to that extent. Like, I don't really go over and introduce myself. Like, there's no need for that. Yeah. Well, I, guess I haven't had to intervene since my early 20s. And now it's it's easy. Also, it's... um. I don't think it's in, more so intervening. It's, it's like, it's showing face. It's, it's hey, just showing face. You want to put a face to the name. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like men are like that because it's like, like that JB says, thing, that property, right, it's that the pride. ego thing. It's like, this is mine. Hold so on, like, for the record. Property. For the record. My wife is my property. I'm not, I'm not calling my wife my property. She's smart. She's beautiful, please, but she's Please do not property. message me about this. I, I don't want to hear it. No, but what I am saying is, is that like, it's, it's important too. Like, I also... As as a do men still exist by the way? If I say as a man, is that acceptable in twenty twenty two? Do you identify? Okay, cool. Like, all right, I think cool. you have a couple of years. Still yeah, to a couple of years. All right. So, as a man, though, you are responsible for the safety, security, and sanity of your household, all of it. Mm -hmm. So, when anyone or anything approaches it that could potentially do harm, it's important to just go there and and investigate or talk or say whatever. Now, what I'm saying is, is that like it is, it is okay to to see just what's going on. That being said, there really is a hundred percent trust, and I'm very, very lucky because, like I said, so here's the best part: from 17 years old to current day, we've never yelled at each other, cursed at each other, or insulted each other. That's amazing. Ever. Really great. Never. Round of applause. You know, so we're always able to talk about. We're always able to talk. We have a very, very, very good communication line, which is great. And that communication line really helped with our child too. Yeah. Our daughter, like she really listens. She understands. 
She barely throws tantrums because she's understood. Most babies throw tantrums because like they're trying to get a point across. So that communication even carries over with kids. So I right. think that's that's super important. And uh, I was I was very lucky because I was able to find at a very young age a really good person. And I really feel that if I let's say it wasn't her and I just ended up dating a toxic person, God knows what my life would look like. Because a lot of people that end up jammed up, it's because of those um, those issues. But right. you have to intervene sometimes too. Yeah. Like a wise have, man once told me, you're either complete or finished. Yeah. Right? That's right. That's right. You're either complete or finished. JB's a complete, a completed complete. man. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we know a lot of people that are finished. So, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you, you said, so you said you have another story about another friend, or did I misunderstand you? Oh, no, it was just like a, a story of a situation I was in where someone lied to me about us. You know, they were in a relationship. I don't know if we have time for this one. You, you were, were you the other girl? <laughs> I was the time. other girl. But you didn't know you were the other girl. They told me that I was, they were no longer in a relationship. And, mm. you know, I just happened to be over. And um, City boys I, I, but I, I if they lied to you, they were in a relationship. I wish there was like they a They lied to me and they were still currently in a relationship and I happened to still be, you know, I was involved with them or whatever. And I was over the house and I found out that they were still together with their girlfriend because she came banging on the front door. Mm. And Ooh, that's a scary moment. Completely was going ballistic outside. And instead of, you know, diffusing the situation, I was told to hide in the closet. Oh, did you hide in the closet? I hid in the closet. Oh, oh. I'm trapped in the closet. Yeah, got my cue That's when you know you're the side chick. Pull out my immediate, That's the immediate confirmation. Stamps. You're like, I'm officially the side chick. You're like, no, why did I do this? I only did this because that bitch sounded crazy. <laughs> oh, but that man. was the side chick. A, yeah, I checkmated myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got you got to be careful with that. And also, yeah. I feel like you got to have, like, there should be, like, a certificate. Like, when, like, you know, like when a title a lien is released or something, but there should be like a certificate. Like a girl should have a lien on a man, and then when they break up, that lien gets released and he gets like a new new title. Be like, look, it's clear of all liens. We're good. Check the Carfax. Actually, you know what? I just came check up with a new out. idea. Check the Carfax. Relation. Check the Hofax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should actually. You know what? We're gonna have. We're gonna have a title company for relationships now, <laughs> so we can we can deem someone free and clear, so you can date them. Yeah. It's actually not a bad idea. Is it? So. Well, what I want to talk about is this before we wrap up, which is we did promise people on what you can do when these people come into your life. Because mm. toxic people, they can ruin someone's life. They can set you, if you're lucky, they'll set you back. If you're unlucky and they accomplish what they want, you'll be, they can ruin you. I feel like the first rule of thumb with that is look, don't listen. That's right. Huge. That's a great. Look, don't listen. Like, forget what people tell you. Just look. Like... Use your own observation, that type of thing. If something doesn't make sense, then it doesn't make sense. Everything should be easy. Then find out. Understand. Yeah, make sense out of it. And if it still don't make sense, there's some bullshit. Don't be afraid also, like, for example, if you're thinking, well, if I, if I break it off with them, then they're going to go on this black smear campaign against me, uh, black propaganda campaign against me, let them do it. Right. Because what you don't realize is a toxic person or a narcissist they sit on a branch and they take a saw and they start cutting it and threatening you that they're going to cut it all the way. A narcissist always does themselves in. So the faster you can get them away from you, the faster they'll destroy their own life. Now, you might look, th look at them and they appear to be happy, but they're fucking miserable. And the fact that they'll go around and still talk about you is indication that they're still fighting this old war. 
And the problem with them is that they don't have one war. They're always in conflict. So in the process of trying to create problems with you, they'll start 30 more issues. Right. So they'll start drowning in their own bad decisions. So if you realize you're in a relationship with this type of person, disconnect from them and tell them, look, this concludes our relationship. There's nothing between us, personal, professional. There's no reason for us to communicate. I'm deleting you. I'm blocking you on everything. And that's it. And, yeah. and make and it that simple. And circumstances where, like, you know, this is someone that's, you know, for, for people that are watching that, they're in a situation where they may know someone like this, um, and they're a wife or they're a boyfriend or a, a father or something that you just don't want to just block their ass. Yeah. <laughs> or you just can't do it that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, goes going back to the looking thing. You know, you got to... You got to look into what's going on and you got to do something about it. Yeah, call them out on it. Don't worry about the conflict because they're not going to they're not going to create conflict with you. They're going to deny it. Call them out and let them know exactly what you know what's going on. Right. And if they deny it, say, "Well, look, you wouldn't want to be friends with a crazy person because if I'm not right, then I'm crazy." Yeah. So there's no reason for us to talk anyway. So that's the way to really do it. Also, when someone builds a lot of affinity towards you really fast, it's always a bad indicator. Every time you grow a close relationship with someone, it you find a lot in common, you like someone, but for you to go like, hey, we're like this, it usually cannot happen in a few days or one week or one month. So when you meet someone and they be- uh, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking of how you and I met though. Yeah, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. We passed- Wait a second, brother. Story. I'll tell hold you why, brother. Hey, yo. Dude, we passed- Hey, yo. <laughs> we, we passed- we, we Not pa- like that, no homo, no, no homo. No, no. <laughs> no, we passed security clearance. And by that no, means- set me up. Yeah. We passed security clearance. We were introduced by a, someone I was very close to and you're very close to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone that we trust a lot and that definitely doesn't fuck around and talk to narcissists. Right, right, right. So we were able to really get past that. Right. So if it's just someone reaches out to you and just starts like latching on, that it, it's it, that it, it's that guy that's calling about the gift cards from India. Yeah, exactly. Trying to, yeah, trying to get your Amazon account. Fixed. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing you can do is that don't be afraid to move slower. Don't bring someone into your circle when you don't know their circle. They say, hey, you show me the five friends you're hanging out with, I'll show you your future. If they don't have five friends, that's a bad fucking sign. Yeah. So you don't get access to my circle if I don't even know your circle. Yeah. And if I don't like your circle, you're not getting into mine because you keep bad company. So don't even judge them. Look at their circle. And if that's a problem for them, okay. Yeah. By the way, sensitive people, if you're worried about hurting their feelings, sensitive people are the most selfish people on all of planet Earth. Because for them to live in a safe environment, they have to make it dangerous for everyone else. Mm. They have to make it so you have to walk on eggshells and you can't say anything because you might upset them and everyone around you has to be like that right. for that one person to feel okay. So everyone else has to be in danger for them to feel safe. Right. Fuck that and fuck them. Right. Sensitive, right. Yeah. So sensitive people are very dangerous people. They're very selfish people. Right. And all they do is think about how they feel and not the greater good. And narcissists are very good at applying sensitivity especially when things start to get hectic. Yeah. Finally, um, you can talk about your life with people, but as long as you accept the fact that there is no secrets. Yeah. So if you can tell someone something and be like, look, if they tell everybody, I can, I'm cool with that, then do it. But don't, don't give them ammunition. There's other people you can talk to that can help you that won't go and fucking destroy your life or try to destroy your life with it. I think it boils down to, at the end of the day, like what does a toxic person want you to do? And one summed up word, they want you to fail. 100%. And what is the ultimate way to win at not failing? Yeah. It's just to win. That's right. 
That's you right. Know, just win. The, keep the, on winning keep until on you winning. get sick of winning. Yeah, the, and we're going to win some more. The, exactly. They don't want us to exactly. win. <laughs> so we're going to win. So we're going to win. That's exactly. it. And, and the, the, the best revenge really is success because when they look at it, it makes them sick. Yeah. To the point where they just like fall Tries apart. So, so instead, you prove them wrong. Yeah. So instead of like setting someone on fire the way Rafe would do, you know, if you become ultra successful, it destroys them. And you don't have to harm a hair on their head; they'll do it to themselves. So go out there and win. Become very successful at what you do. Be very happy. Only keep good company. And if anyone makes you feel not good, don't hang out with them too long. Just get rid of them right away. And uh, spot them. Now that we talked about how they actually work and infiltrate, you'll see how it works and then go from there. And Q made a very good point, which is look, don't listen. Observe what's going on and use your better judgment. Right. So with that being said, thank you for spending time with us on Detox detoxed. Friday. You've been detoxed. detoxed. Stay away from toxic people. Stay away from narcissist people. Stay away from selfish people because you deserve amazing things in your life. But you don't get what you deserve. You get what you work for. There we go. Love it. You hear that? Peace. Well, that's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs>